unscripted. Each episode is available to view on YouTube, so be sure to check us out. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. So she slammed on her brakes and we were hit head on. I, I was instantly paralyzed from the waist down and had many internal injuries. And we were stuck, trapped, screaming and crying in that canyon for about 45 minutes before the ambulance got there. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Saints Unscripted. I'm Taylor, and today we have a very special guest. Her name is Sarah Fry, but you might remember her a few months back. You might know her more by the phrase Sarah Strong, right? Mm-hmm. She's kind enough to come onto the show and share her story with, with all of us, and uh, we're very grateful to have you. Thank you. I'm honored yeah. to be here. <laughs> yeah. So uh, why don't you, for all the people who don't know your whole story... Uh, why don't you just share a little bit about yourself, a little bit about um, what you've been through. So my name is Sarah Fry, and I am a very active person. I'm a cheerleader at my high school. I'm a senior, so I'll be graduating this year. I'm Congratulations. Seven- <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm 17 years old. I'm the youngest of six kids, so I have wow. a big family, uh, which is fun. And like I said, I'm a very active person. I used to ride motorcycles with my dad. We used to go to Lake Powell every year. And I love swimming and cheerleading and golfing and just all the fun things. Doing everything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so a little bit about my accident. So on July 30th of 2020, I was in Bear Lake. We had a fun weekend with my friends, and we were at my friend's cabin there. And we um, packed up and started heading for home through the Logan Canyon. And we were just driving along when we were hit head-on by a drunk driver. They estimated he was going about 70 miles per hour around the bend. And for those of you who have been to the Logan Canyon and driven through it, you know it's already pretty narrow. There was nowhere for the driver to go. My my friend who was driving, there was a cliff on one side and a mountain on the other side. And so she did her best to avoid the collision. So she slammed on her brakes and we were hit head on. I I was instantly paralyzed from the waist down and had many internal injuries. And we were stuck, trapped, screaming and crying in that canyon for about 45 minutes before the ambulance got there because we had no cell service. And so luckily, someone who came to our aid had a satellite phone and could call the ambulance. And there were many bystanders who helped us. There was an off-duty EMT there and other special forces guy and oh my gosh. amazing people that came to our aid who helped that, us. That's a blessing. I know. It was truly a tender mercy. And oh. finally the ambulance got there and two of us were taken to the Logan Regional Hospital and two of us were taken to the Cache Valley Hospital. And they realized how bad my injuries were, were 
and they life lighted me to Primary Children's Hospital. Mm. And then I was then taken to the University of Utah Hospital where they realized that I was not getting any blood flow to either of my legs. And so they had to amputate both of my legs above the knee. And I spent 75 days in the hospital, so that's two and a half months. Oh my gosh. And I actually don't remember much of the accident, and I don't remember the next two weeks after the accident. It's probably a good thing. Which we feel like is another (laughs) blessing that I don't remember it, so that I don't have to have that all that trauma and nightmares about it. But yeah, I was so heavily sedated and constantly in and out of surgeries. I have had 20 surgeries so far, so. Wow, are you are you done with the surgeries? Yes, we're okay, done with the that's surgeries. That's good. Yeah. So, and this just happened just, what, seven, eight months ago? Yeah, at the most? seven months ago. Um, how are you keeping up with with life? How's, how are you, how are you handling that? I'm doing very well. A lot of people ask me how I'm so positive, and I mean, there's a couple different reasons that I feel like I've been able to stay so strong through all of this, and a big one is, I feel like, is the gospel. Just, I feel like I've been prepared for this accident in a way. Hmm. Um, How so? There's something that my brother taught me. We were in the car um, just like two years ago. We were in the car and there was all of this traffic in front of us. And I was so mad about all the traffic and I was just getting so mad. And he said, there's nothing we can do about the situation. Like I'm going as fast as I can and because we were going to be late somewhere. And so he said, there's nothing I can, there's nothing we can do to control the situation. And so you might as well make the most of it. Like we're here with each other. And that conversation has stuck with me ever since. It changed my whole mindset for high school. I mean, my friends even noticed, they're like, you're so happy all the time. And it's just because I know that during the situations that I can't control, I can make the most of it and try and stay happy because there's nothing I can do about it now. And so... I just try and stay happy, and so that's one of the ways that I feel like I've been so prepared for this is because that knowledge is just embedded in my mind yeah. and in my heart. So That reminds me of the, the scripture in Doctrine and Covenants. Um, when, it was, uh, when Joseph Smith, he writes to the saints, and he says, uh, to cheerfully do all things that lie within our power and then stand still and wait to see the salvation of God. And... Uh, it it echoes exactly what you're saying. Like sometimes you just got to just just address the things that you can, mm-hmm. and the things that you can't. It's just a matter of coming to coming to terms with that, making your peace with it, and and doing your best. I guess that's mm-hmm. that's incredible. Yeah. What's what's something that you've learned since your experience last summer? Probably my biggest like takeaway. Mm-hmm is trust and trusting in God's timing and in his plan because I've needed to rely on the knowledge of his plan so much and that everything happens for a reason. Well, and that's so hard though because uh, 
like even for people who haven't been through things as rough as you have, it's it's difficult to just say like, okay, I know these were my plans before, but God clearly has a different plan, mm-hmm. and you're just going to trust that. Right. Like that's an incredibly difficult thing for anyone on on any level, and so that's that's awesome that you're able to do that. Do you have any uh, insights as to as to how to do that better, how to, to make that, I don't want to say easier, but so many people struggle with that. You know, right. Do you have any advice for those people? I think that change can be hard mm-hmm. and change can be scary, but God is changing and shaping all of us for a reason and for a purpose, and he's changed me and my body so much but that's the point and um I think that if everyone would recognize that change is a good thing like changing friends changing jobs other things like that like it can apply to so many things just that change is a good thing and it's for a purpose wow thank you uh, even if it's your whole lifestyle. And uh, are you still able to, to participate and be as active as you were before? All the sports, cheerleading, golf? Yes. So there's, my dad told me in the hospital one time, I was asking all these questions. Will I be able to swim again? Will I be able yeah. to this and that? And he said, you can still do anything you want to do. You just have to find a new way of doing it. And cool. I love that so much. Um, cheerleading, I've still been able to cheer all the basketball games. And it's so fun. And all of my teammates are so supportive. And swimming, I've been swimming a couple times, actually, just at an indoor pool. And, wow. yeah, I I used a life jacket the first time. But the second time, I totally went and I was able to swim like super easily and yeah so it wasn't as hard as I thought it would be and I've learned how to golf again and so I've been (laughs) able to do so many of the things that I used to be able to do and also a lot of people have asked if my goals have changed Mm -hmm. for my future and they haven't I've always wanted to be an elementary school teacher and I still do and that's something that I can still totally be able to do Hoorah. That's awesome. So you mentioned before uh, having seen a lot of, uh, you said opportunities. Uh, I sort of interpreted that in my brain as you've had a lot of blessings uh, that came about. Um, what What are some of the blessings that you've seen in your life as a result of this change that you've experienced? I've had a lot of speaking opportunities to go and do firesides for groups and youth groups and stakes and and things like that. And sometimes I'm, you know, kind of like, I don't really want to do this today, but I do it anyways. And then the people that come up to me after they say, you've changed my life or I haven't felt the spirit that strong in a while. And that just makes it all like feel worth it to me. Just so those are some of the blessings that I've seen is just how it's been able to 
change other people's lives, kind of. Yeah, it's cool how God has a, a calling for you, and he's made it abundantly clear what that calling mm-hmm. is. You know, it's like you, have, you almost have no other choice right. but, but to participate in these, in these opportunities, mm-hmm. which is really cool. And I can see how that would be an enormous blessing, being able to, to not only share your experience with other people, but to have that positively impact so many as right. well. Um, has your relationship with the Savior changed in any way since the accident? I think that our relationship has gotten stronger because I know that Jesus Christ is the only one who has been through exactly what I have. Like people can say, I know what you're going through, but the Savior is really the only one who knows exactly how I'm feeling. And so when I pray, I just feel like I'm, I have a best friend. And as I've gotten to understand him more, I mean, my whole life I've grown up knowing him and trying to read the scriptures to get to know him better. And as I recognize those qualities that he has, it's just like having a best friend because he knows exactly what I'm going through. And so that's how I feel like our relationship has really grown because this is the biggest trial that I'll go through Mm. in my life probably. And so I think that that's really important. Yeah. Somebody once said, it was a missionary on my mission. He was like talking in Sunday school, but he said, we always talk about the atonement of Christ as if it was, you know, his opportunity to get to know us. And that's true. But we don't talk often enough about how it's also an opportunity for us to get to know him. Mm -hmm. You know, whenever we uh, endure some sort of trial or some sort of suffering, we're actually getting a glimpse into what he went through. Mm -hmm. And so really we should, like, we're getting to know him almost at the the same time as he's getting to know us. Mm -hmm. And so I love that your relationship has been strengthened since then. So if if you're not comfortable answering this question, that's okay. Um, But so you said that you were were hit by a drunk driver. Um, I don't know anything about, like, what happened to him or, or, or what his circumstances were, but uh, have you learned anything have you, about, like, forgiveness? Uh, about, uh, you know, you, you know what I'm trying to say, right? Yeah. I'm just, like, how do you not, how do you move past that? How do you not hold grudges against these people? Yeah. That's actually something that I've thought about a lot just recently. I've had these thoughts come into my head of, Jesus Christ being crucified and he said forgive them they know not what they do Mm. and he loved those people that were persecuting him and I can't imagine loving someone who was trying to kill you and so I've been able to really think of that and I haven't forgiven the drunk driver yet, but I'm trying because I know that that's what Christ would do. And that's our main goal is to try and become like Christ. And I know that that's what he would do is he would forgive him. And so I've 
I've been trying to. It's hard. If you don't mind me asking, what did happen to him? Do you know? So he was sent to jail, and then a couple hours after he was in jail, he posted bail. And so he bailed out of jail while all four of us were still in the hospital. And so this was a big red flag to all of our parents. And so one of the dads of my friend who was in the car, he took action and there's this thing called Sarah's Bill that's currently in the process of being passed. It's been passed by the House of Representatives and the Senate. And so now it just needs to be passed by the governor. And pretty much it says that a judge needs to review the case and then the judge can say when that person can post bail. Wow. And so they can hold them in there for however long they feel like they should. Because, I mean, at that point, they didn't even know if I'd survive. They didn't think that I'd survive when he was out and walking again. He was, he refused to take a breathalyzer test at the scene of the accident. And so when he was finally forced to, a couple hours later, he was four times over the legal limit. Wow. And so we just knew that this whole thing shouldn't have happened. And so I feel like that bill will protect a lot of people. So it's kind of cool what's come out of this. Wow, yeah. that's incredible. <laughs> um, and I can see how how working on that, for like for yourself, like on you know forgiveness and that sort of thing, how that might be difficult. Has he tried reaching out to you at all? Mm-mm. And would you ever reach out to him, do you think? Maybe, maybe in a long time. That makes sense. <laughs> cool, sorry, that was just a curiosity yeah. question. We don't have to put that in the episode. <laughs> Um, is there anything that, that you are wanting to share, anything that you haven't been able to share yet that you, that you would like to? I would probably say that you're not alone, even if you may feel like it sometimes. You're not alone, and there's so many people that love you that you may not realize loves you because we've gotten so much love and support from strangers and family and friends and so many people have been here for me that I wouldn't have thought would be here for me like the the way they have. And yeah. so I just think that... I think I saw that you got a parade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm talking about. Yeah. That's super cool. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you got a car too. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to drive it. Well, your story is incredible. Uh, and it's, it's funny that you say so many people are always asking you, how can you be so positive? Because that's exactly what everyone just wants to know. (laughs) You know, after life is, you know, life is difficult and a lot of us don't go through things as hard as you've been through, um, and still struggle to stay positive, stay optimistic, but your, your testimony, your experience and your relationship with the savior is it's, it's awesome. It's an example to, to a lot of people, and you're doing a lot of good with, with your experience. So thank you for, for coming on and for sharing your experience and testimony. Yeah, thank you and for having me. Uh, yeah, and just keep keep moving forward, you know. Keep pressing that, uh, pressing, pressing on. Okay. You too. <laughs> thank you. Well, thanks for watching, everyone, and uh, hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you want to watch our videos, check us out on YouTube or shoot us a message on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter.